the thought of doing that has made my heart race, palpitate, whatever the word is. You know, when you just, you can't see past, oh my God, what if they hate it? What if they look at it and go, this is just utter rubbish. So I kept putting it off and putting it, oh no, 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 it's not ready yet. Brian would be like, if you sent it to an editor, oh no, 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 not yet, Brian. I'll do that when I'm ready. I'll do that one just in, in time. Mm-hmm. And we sat down, didn't we, in Chiang Mai and you said, make it a thing that by the time you leave Chiang Mai, you send this book to an editor. Didn't quite make it to the end of Chiang Mai, but I did make it to last week. Yeah. Last week, I sent it to a bunch of editors and one came back to me and absolutely floored me. Hello. I could eat about a million and a half of these. Well, nobody's perfect. Welcome to the It's a Drama podcast. My mother thanks you. If you can't say something nice. All right, Mr. DeMille, I'm ready for my close-up. It's a Drama Podcast. I'm Liz. And I'm Brian. And today we are back. We are back. Back. We're back, Brian. Bouncing We're back. back. Kind of. We've, we've kind, we're like, kind of like one of those balls that are deflating where you throw it and it bounces a little bit and then it sort of goes... No. I have to see those balls. We're back to tell you that just to... Bring you up to date because if you have listened to the last two podcasts, you will know that we returned from an epic trip around Europe and Thailand where we drove our little car and for six months we were just free as birds. Yes. And we and loved it, didn't we, Bri? We did. Absolutely loved it. We're in our 50s, Brian later than me, and we went Thanks. off and we just had the time of our life. Yep. And we've been documenting that, those travels, through podcasts and YouTube videos and things like that. So if you haven't, if you're new to the channel and you're thinking, what are they talking about? You can go back and listen to all the past episodes about how we had so much fun and life was jolly and gorgeous and filled with love and laughter and wine and Just, good things. And yeah. then we came back home. Yeah. And you know what? I was down the cafe today and this guy that was always down the cafe and he just turned around and said have you come down yet yeah holding his hand up high have you come down yet what and then lowered his hand yeah and i'm like well did you mean that as is like i've now come back to your level as in you know where you are no you know what he meant i know i said yeah we've we've kind of decompressed now which i thought was quite just splattered on the floor depressed just flat like that unhappy So what happened, just to bring you up to date, is we came back to New Zealand full of the joys of life, full of all this, yeah, you know, we've got, we're fully refreshed now. Um, Look at it, watch us go down. (laughs) Watch this roller coaster crash. (laughs) And for the last, how long have we been back now? Uh, It's coming on a month, coming up to a month. Or it is a month today, actually. Yeah. It's oh, a month, it's a month today. A calendar month today, yes. We came back, not going to go into all the details. Like I say, go and listen to the previous episodes. But we lost our pe- our pet. I got COVID. The kids are just all over the place with money and yeah. worries and nothing bad, but just the house. Just listen to it. It's yeah, easier. exactly. Just yeah, listen just listen to it. To it. Yeah. So this week we came to the podcast, we came to the microphones and we were like, right, this week we're going to be really positive and we're going to bring joy into people's lives. and Joy to the world. (laughs) Stop being such miserable sods. (laughs) But this week 
the worst thing that could possibly happen to me happened. Yep. And I've got to share that with you. So I'm sorry, but this yep. is going to be another downer. <laughs> but it's not. It's not. No, it's not, not, not a downer. downer but but... It, it, it's a, it, it was a bit of a kick in the face again, wasn't it? Like, you know, but it's not a downer. You know what? Yeah, but do you know what, Bri? Do you what? find that this is always the way? If you're having, and I know you're going to say it's my weak immune system. I know you're going to say that. But if you're having a really stressful time, yeah. like you've got COVID, yeah. you don't feel up to any much anything, you can't taste, you can't smell, you, you, your cat's just died. Yeah. Your daughter's saying she's going to move to Wellington and leave leave your, 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 your family and, and yeah. never to be seen again. We came again. back for the family home and now she's going. Yeah. Then why is it then that it's almost like life just goes, oh, and that as well. Yeah, yeah you can have that as well. Yeah, well, it does. I, I, I always used to say that, you know, I, I know it's not quite the same, but it, it, it almost says it is, is being a tradie, the run up to Christmas was always a nightmare. Because people wanted that fitting, that the kitchen needed to be working, that because they're having all these people coming around and it's got to be perfect for them, but don't care about you. So you would work and work and work. You'd be in six, seven days a week and all the hours God could send. And then come Christmas, and you've been absolutely fine. You know, you've been fit and well doing it. You come Christmas Day, you go, or the Christmas Eve, oh, cold's coming on. Yeah. It's that type thing because you, you know it's at the end. You don't, no need to keep going. It's that, oh, I'm, I'm having four days off now. Hmm. And bump, you come down, don't you? So before we tell you what's what this big thing is, that's just it's it's, it's poor old Brian. He hasn't gone through it, but he's he's gone through it. He's lived through it with me. I just want to tell you that this isn't a downer episode, actually, because no, what not. has happened, although it was a huge kick in the teeth for me, made me cry for two days. I'll admit, it wasn't nice. With you COVID, know, yeah. On top of COVID, I'm still like yeah. crying now. So heaving little chest little wreck in the bedroom just crying her eyes out into the pillow but this has a happy ending because what actually happened made me feel so much more stronger and so much more right i'm gonna show you yeah facing up to your fears facing up to my fears yeah, yeah. so this episode is for you if you've got been hit with something or something's getting you down and you think can i get over it yes you can because what i'm about to share with you is what I got over and I'm hoping that it's going to inspire you, give you some inspiration and just think, yes, mm. she can do it. I can do it. Yeah. And we're going to get a bit of um, a piece of your chapter from the book as well that you've been writing. So shall I tell you what this chapter, yes. shall I tell you what this episode is yes. about? Then, there we Brian? go. Just in case, because, you know, we, you did promise it for the last two episodes, but we never had it, did we? Like, you know? So this episode is all about my book. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> do you know what Brian? yeah do you know what that's why i'm here it, do, you, do you do it on purpose yes. do you yes yeah that's being a man that's what we do it's like come on if, if you're listening to this and you're not sure what this joke is what it is is whenever i'm just about to say something to the audience dun, 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 brian just goes and blurts it out that's it and, i'll say it. i'll get i and, want the i want the spotlight on me for a change no, hand on heart <laughs> it's almost like you do it scripted you, yeah. could, you couldn't you, have scripted you, that. No, that's why I do it, because I am actually a writer deep down. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, this episode is about my book that I'm writing. So five years ago, we took me and Brian took the kids. We spent our inheritance and we went around the world for a year and we did it on a hundred New Zealand dollars a day, which is about. When you say inheritance, 
do you mean what we've worked for as in not our inheritance but our our retirement fund is that what you're talking what about what does inheritance mean inheritance is when someone's giving you something but we didn't get any inheritance of oh, anybody what? we got the inheritance from your job when you sold your business no it's not inheritance well, isn't it what's inheritance that inheritance is when you inherit someone's house or the, the all right then no what do you know what i meant to say parents have popped the clogs or something i don't know do you know what i meant to say i meant to say yes. kids inheritance that's what i meant the ki- to say yes the kids we spent right. the kids in the, yes oh what's this Ooh, hello what's this you're having a go at me? No, hey? you, uh, get your hands off your knees. Put your hands to the side. <laughs> no. Don't like it when you sit like that because well, you've almost got this little so attitude of you're going to have a go. underneath the table. I've had a hard enough week this week as it is. I don't need you to give me a hard time about my word. Anyway, yeah. so we went around the world. We spent the kids' spent the kids. inheritance. <laughs> there you go. Ha, ha, hmm? And <laughs> five years later, I'm writing a book about it because, yeah. to be quite honest, it was bloody hilarious. And it was just... It was, I'm not going to say it was a nightmare because it wasn't. It was fantastic. It was. But the the things we had to go through were just crazy. So that's what this book is about. I have been sharing chapters of this book with my email newsletter. I've been writing this book for nearly two years. I thought it was going to take me about three months. I bragged when I first announced that I was writing a book. I bragged to the world on Facebook. (laughs) I'm a mum. And a couple of other people. Six on subscribers. The, six subscribers on the newsletter. Yeah. I was like, I'm writing a book and it's going to take me three months. I'll have it to you by the summer. Two years later, yeah. still here, slogging it out. Yeah. I just... <laughs> Battling with insecure, a billion and one insecurities about how I'm not good enough and how this isn't funny enough and how who's going to want to read this and all these different things that have gone through the whole process And by the way, if you want to know about that process, you need to sign up for my newsletter, which you'll hear about at the end of the show. Just stay around to the end of the show. You can sign up for that newsletter and you get an almost diary of two years of what it's not every day, obviously, because that'd be too long. You'd be dead by the time you finish reading it. Two years worth of what it's been like going through this process of writing a book. Yeah. And so when we were in Chiang Mai, I got the book finished and it was my aim to get this book to an editor put it out to an editor or a couple of editors and say what do you think and I am not joking that has made the thought of doing that has made my heart race palpitate whatever the word is you know when you just you can't see past oh my God, what if they hate it? What if they look at it and go, this is just utter rubbish. So I kept putting it off and putting it, oh, no, 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 it's not ready yet. Brian would be like, if you sent it to an editor, oh, no, 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 not yet, Brian. I'll do that when I'm ready. I'll do that one just in, in time. Mm-hmm. And we sat down, didn't we, in Chiang Mai, and you said, make it a thing that by the time you leave Chiang Mai, you send this book to an editor. Didn't quite make it to the end of Chiang Mai, but I did make it to last week. Yeah. Last week, I sent it to a bunch of editors and one came back to me and absolutely floored me. Well, she did just a bit, didn't she? Yeah, she did. It was actually a woman. Well, I believe it was anyway. It was a woman, yeah. 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 Which makes it even sadder, to be honest, because this book is is all about women. Yeah, yeah. And that, but... Anyway. Yeah. So what we thought we'd do, just to give you some context, is... I'm very, and I'm terrified about doing this, I'll admit, I'm going to share the very beginning bit of my book, the first chapter, not the whole thing, but a, a section of the first chapter of the book. Yeah. 
Um, and I'm going to share it with you. It's, it is unedited. This is just me reading it to you. So if there's any mistakes, it, you know, it hasn't been edited yet. But this is what I sent to the editor. And after I finish reading it to you, I'm going to read what she sent back to me. So here we go. This is the beginning chapter of my book that I've not yet to title. I don't know what it's going to be called. This is the first thing you will read when you open my book. And now, introducing Liz's book that's going to be absolutely brilliant. Take it away, Liz. Ten days. Ten measly days. That's all the holiday we were allowed to take. Any longer than that, and my husband's business would collapse. Or worse still, his head would explode. Leaving me and the kids poor and desolate and without a daddy. And no one wants that, do they? Not when the filter on the water softener still needs replacing. I'd be lying if I said I wasn't bitter. You know, about the whole holiday length thing, I mean. I was. That wasn't what I'd been promised. I'd been ripped off. Tricked. Led up the garden path. I... Blimey, listen to me. Blabbing on. Chewing your ear off and we've only just met. Where's my manners? I haven't even introduced myself or told you about Brian and the kids or about how we went from being a semi-normal family who only ever took an annual 10-day camping trip to four very savvy backpackers who hot-footed around the globe on a shoestring and managed to survive. Just. Brian. First, you should know about Brian. Brian is my husband. We met at a nightclub in our hometown of Newquay. That's England's answer to Ibiza. Back in 1988. I was 17 with a flicked fringe and ripped jeans. And he was 26 with a Ford Escort van and a moustache. Brian worked as a part-time DJ at the local discotheque. Turning the tables. Spinning the discs. Tooting the tunes. One night I went along to the club with a friend. This was before ID was a thing, you know, when all you had to do to get in anywhere illegal was just stick your boobs out and pout when you walk past the bouncers. We were standing at the bar sipping on our 50 pence lime and sodas and the Jermaine Stewart song began blasting through the speakers. We don't have to take our clothes off to have a good time. Oh my God, this song is so rad! I shouted in my friend's ear gulping back mouthfuls of that foggy, dense vapour that makes nightclubs look so cool. Let's dance! We rushed to the flashing neon dance floor excitedly, dropping our handbags and dancing around them in the middle. And that's when I heard it, for the very first time. The voice of my future husband. I bet these girls don't need to get naked to have a good time. Brian murmured into the microphone. Then he stood back and flashed me a wink and a smile. I know. It's a bit corny, isn't it? But back then, I didn't think so. I actually really liked it. And even though I blushed and made out that I was embarrassed and secretly, oh, I was flattered and I enjoyed the attention. This was in the days before Equal Rights and Greta Gunberg, when women enjoyed flirting with men. If you'd have asked back then what invasion of personal space meant, they probably would have told you that it was the title of the new Star Wars film. 
I was completely won over by Brian's sexy Liverpudlian accent and the fact that he looked a bit like Barry from Brookside. So when he asked me to go for a cup of tea with him the next day, I readily agreed. Everyone said it wouldn't last. He was eight years older than me and we had very different interests. What on earth could a plumber and a vinyl jock have in common with an extremely sophisticated and a bit up her own ass, A-level drama student? But we continued to date, me and Bri. Driving around Cornwall in his little white van, camping in woods and lighting fires. We weren't pyromaniacs or anything. We just got a bit chilly at night. We'd walk along the Cornish cliffs and talk for hours, eat picnics and watch the sunset over the Atlantic Ocean. It was all very romantic. <laughs> Once we even pretended that we were Baby and Johnny and took pictures of each other balancing on a wet log. Life wasn't so complicated back then. I loved Brian and he loved me. And soon the years passed and melted into one big, beautiful blur of travel, babies, homes, emigrating and homeschooling, which I'll tell you about later. And now here we are, 30 odd years and two kids later, living in New Zealand, me and the Scouse plumber, hopelessly devoted to each other, like Sandy and Danny, but without the fags and the flying car. So there you have it. There's the... Scouse plumber. There's the first bit of the book that will ever go out yep. to the world. Yeah. And so I sent this out to this editor. And honestly, when I pressed send, my heart, like I say, it was just, it, I was terrified, Bri. Absolutely terrified. You know, you're just like, just press it, just press it, just press it. <laughs> just send, send, send. And I sent it off. I got a couple of other replies saying things like, oh, you know, it's one One of them said, oh, it's 10 grand and I can get you to the number one spot on um, wherever Amazon. it was, Amazon. Another one said, oh, yeah, there's a queue for six months and I can't do it right now. And then this one came back. And I think the reason it hit me so hard, this one, is because I thought she was going to love it. I chose her because she's English, she's yeah. a woman and she's my age. And I thought... It, I, I, and she's a, a supposedly a brilliant editor. And I was just, she had lots of good reviews, you know, lots of good recommendations. And I just thought, yep, we're going to, we're going to get on, you know, it's going to work. Yeah, but when you say brilliant editor, it's, she could do it right, right away as well. It was it was pretty instant that she was going to be able to do it, wasn't it? And and you know, you say, I'm not. I'm, I'm, I, Let me is, read I, you. I know, you, but you need to read what. Let she me said read first. you what she said. Yeah. Okay. And so, so just I just want I just want you to imagine this for a minute. I want you to imagine that you've put your your heart on the line. You've two put years, yourself two out years there. of work that you've done. You two know, years. So, yeah, two years. I mean, just sharing it on this podcast is terrifying for it me. Is. I can you see know. how nervous Liz is. If we should have done the video, really, so you could see how nervous you were. Yeah. So just imagine, and on top of that, you've got COVID just, and, and you've just buried your, your dead cat because, yeah. so you feel, you're not feeling great. No. You know, you're not exactly on top of the world. No. And then this email comes through. I'm just going to read you little bit snippets of it because it's, I mean, she wrote me nearly a page of, 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 of this sort of words, but she said, Liz, books need to be outstanding to keep people reading nowadays since the market is oversaturated. The problem in this book the problems in this book, sorry, are quite marked, so it does need a lot of rewriting. 
Traditional edits would leave this book lacking in the essentials for good reading experiences. Your book has terminal style flaws that could get it pulled from Amazon. The style flaws that I can see in this book will sink it fast if you do not allow a professional editor such as me to edit it properly. Editing means creating the very best read, something that readers will not say is style flawed or which they'll give up reading due to the issues that your book has. Readers may also complain to Amazon about quality issues. I'm not going to read the rest because it's just, it's, it's, it's all the same sort of thing. Yeah. What she was basically saying was she wanted to rewrite my book and I'd written back to her and said, no. And that's what she replied with. Yeah. Now, oh, it was such, it, it's, it's such a confusing time because, Bri, don't get me wrong. Mm. I can take criticism. I th I, I, I'm not, I'm not sitting here like prima donna thinking everything I do is perfect. You know, I'm not like that. Yeah. But that was just, it was, it was cruel. Well, it was. But half the stuff I don't really understand in what she's, she's talking. I can understand the terminology she's used and stuff like that. But why did Amazon pull a book? Well, because she's saying that it's so bad and got so many flaws in it. Yeah. That people would go to Amazon and go, what is this doing on here? This is, this is terrible. And don't, and the thing is, this is where I'm really, this is, this is what I've battled with. I'm going to share what I've battled with the last, when that came through, I was like, do you know what, Liz? Maybe it is flipping rubbish. Maybe she does need to rewrite it. Yeah. And, 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 and I went to you, didn't I? And I said, this is what she said. And Brian said, ask your audience, go and send an email out to yeah. your audience and ask them what they think. So that's what I did. I sent an email out to 2000 people on my newsletter list and a bunch of them, I can't, just lots of lovely people emailed me back. I did exactly the same. I, I put out the, the obviously not the me reading it. I put out the, the transcript of it and then told them what had happened. And they sent back and they just said, Liz, no, mm. no, but it's, uh, it's not, it, we like it. It's what we want to read. Yes, it needs editing. I know that. I know there's yeah, mistakes in there. Yeah, but the thing is, is like the, you, you, you've written this as you would talk to yourself type thing, isn't it? Yeah, and that's that's what the beauty is. It's because it's no different than doing this podcast and saying to an editor, "You need to edit this up." Apart from taking the ums and ahs and oohs out, you've got to know that editor that he would take the bits to, to make it sound correct at the mm -hmm. end. Like, you know, um, not that we use an editor, but uh, would you know what I'm trying to say? It's a similar thing with a book, isn't it? That's what the whole idea of an editor is. If like, there's, there's a big flaw in this, but I'm not being funny. I've read it and it makes perfect, perfect sense to me, but it's all those things, isn't it? It's, it's, I, that just looks to me like a big sales fear tactic is like, you need to use me. Well, listen, the one thing, like I said, I don't want to be, I'm not, I don't want to be like a baby. I don't want no. to be, oh, you know, make me, if that was one of the other things she said to me, I didn't write that down, but she just said, if you want me to go and uh, like, or sort of like, she was insinuating that if you want me to pander to you, then you're just yeah. going to have a book for the sake of having a book. Yep. If you want me to tell you the truth, then this is the truth. And that, those words really stuck with me because I was like, Oh God, am I just being a, yeah. mm, you know, don't say my book's rubbish. And, but I know that I'm not, I know that's not true. And I, 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 I know that you know that, but it's hard for you to actually say that to yourself, isn't it? Like, it you was. Know, because it's just like, uh, you know, do I believe myself? Actually, no, I'm believing this woman more now. Yeah. 
you know, because it's she's just putting it out there. But not once did she ever say, I like it, yeah. but it's got loads of flaws in it. I like it, it's got potential, yeah. but it's got loads of flaws in it. It was just, it's right from the start. She said, I need to rewrite it. And I was like, yeah, but, and how no, can you rewrite it? You weren't there. You, know you weren't. And, and not, not only that, she said, turned around and said, we need to add a few extra chapters yeah. to it to make it a bigger book. Yeah. And I'll do it. And yeah. it's like, how? That, and that's where I was confused because yeah, that's exactly right. I'll go write it with you. Yeah. She said, I'll write the extra chapters to, to, to bring it up to standard. And I was like, how can you do that? Yeah. I can understand you saying that's wrong. That's wrong. That comma shouldn't be there. That yeah. tense is wrong. That doesn't make sense. That structure isn't right. But I can't ever, still to this day, can't understand how you can turn around to someone who is writing a, a, a story about well, it's a, it's a non her travels. Yeah, non-fiction book. So it, it's a story about your travels. All right, you, you, you change names and things like that. But that's it's still at the end of the day, it's still non-fiction, isn't yeah. it? Like, you know? But she's saying, no, it's fiction. And I'll make up a couple of fictitious um, chapters for you. So I went from this range of emotions of feeling like, get over yourself, Liz, you know, she's right, it is rubbish, it does need to be written, to dreading sending out to my newsletter list because I didn't want to look like a baby who was asking for, you know, uh, reassurance. I just wanted to put it out there, like Bri said, to people kind, lovely, my people, my readers, people who get me and I get them saying to me, that is utter bullshit get it edited by all means, but do not let anyone tell you that this book is, is going to be, it's flawed and it's, it, no one's going to want to read it. Yeah. It is. And that's, and do you know what so many people said, Bri? I know, I know I'm not in any position to speak. I know I'm not a professional editor or anything, but I'm a reader. I read lots of books and I, I that's what did it for me. Yeah, but it is, yeah. And then one woman, she's called Roy, Ma Roy Mata, I think I pronounce, I always call her Roy, but she's in Australia. She's a Kiwi. She wrote back to me and she said, is this going to light a fire in your belly, Liz? I certainly hope so. Mm. And yeah. that is what I want to just bring yeah, to you it. this. And that's, that's, that's a very good uh, way of saying something, yeah. isn't it? Like, you know, because it does, it puts a fire in your belly. That's what you're talking about earlier in the show was... That facing your fears, and that's what you need sometimes is a bit of fire in your belly. Yeah, yeah it is so because I just yeah. thought, right, you, you are not having this book. You're yeah. not getting your hands on this book. I'm going to find another editor, which I have, which I'll tell you about next week. Yeah, um, I want someone who is going to work with me and you know together, not someone against me and making me feel like shit. Basically, yeah. it's because that's what it made me feel like. Well, it so. It's it's sales tactics. It really is. That's because she was desperate to to do this, and she'd been better saying, "My God, I I need to do this with you, mm -hmm. and let's work through and see what we can add." And, and you know, we we will have to edit some bits up just mm -hmm. to make it correct. I know it's going to need a lot of editing, Brian. I know that I, I I can't do tenses. I can't get my head around tenses. I confuse them the whole time, yeah. and I know that. And so yes, and I know that my punctuation isn't great. And I know that sometimes I use maybe the wrong word or the sentence is too short. I know all that. I'm know, happy for it, someone to come in and yeah. slice it and say, change that. But the thing is, it's not a novel that's got to be, um, I don't know, the word I'm looking for is grammatically correct. And my goodness, the way that's been written, it's so perfect. Because sometimes you can read a book like that and it's just like, oh, I have to put this down, it's boring. Yeah, but there's nothing worse than reading a book that's full of mistakes as well. That's that, annoying. That's true, but that never really happens because most big biggish books that you know you, you read have been well, well well edited like you know mm. um but it's still 
I, you know, one of my um, uh, favorite writers is, is is a guy called Ken Follett. But again, he uses words that I'm not. I thank goodness I'm, I'm, I'm reading it on a Kindle because I wouldn't have a clue what that is, mm-hmm. especially because he, he writes a lot of medieval stuff and things like you know. And it's just realistically, you don't know what that word means. But anyway, do you know what? I just want to jump in and say something because I've been holding this thought while you were speaking earlier because you said it's like this podcast, you know, we do this podcast and we don't edit it and we don't do this. And sometimes we just ramble on. Last year, I got I I paid to be, uh, be coached by someone who I absolutely adore. I'm part of his mastermind group. He's called Cliff Ravenscraft and he built his business 10 years ago before he became a a, a mindset coach. He built his business as a man called the podcast answer man. That was his business. He knows every single thing there is to know about podcasting. Trained over 40,000 people. Yeah. He is the man when it comes to podcasting and he's now my coach. He's he's, he's my mastermind. I'm part of his mastermind group for mindset. He is now the mindset answer man and I pay him to have weekly mastermind group sessions with him and I love him. Now he is the podcast answer man. Like I say, that was his business. He listens to our podcast. We couldn't believe this when we found out. He started listening to our podcast back in the summer and he would leave me messages saying, Liz, Brian, I love your podcast. And me and Brian were like, what? We don't edit. We don't strip, yeah. script. We've, we've only got our little road, 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 road microphones for travelling. <laughs> <laughs> and here is the podcast answer man leaving us messages saying how much he enjoys our content. Now, if that doesn't put it into perspective yeah. about how you think, you know, going back to the book, like it's got to be proper, it's got to be this, it's got to be perfect. No, you've just got to enjoy it. Mm. Just like Cliff Ravenscraft yeah. you, you talk is to any, enjoying our yeah. podcast. And that, that's what that's what got me. Because you talk to anyone in the podcasting world who started podcasting, even you know, five, ten years ago, even two years ago, you know, he, everybody knows Cliff yeah. in, in the podcast world. And he's moved away from the podcast world to become this, this brilliant coach. And for him to turn around and say, you know, you're on my top sixth list of listening to podcasts. It's because we're so enthralling, I think, Brian. I, I just think it's because of me, actually. Liz. I think, it, well, I know it there is because go. of you, because <laughs> yes, obviously everyone does. <laughs> but anyway, going back to this whole, this being slammed and just having your confidence yep. knocked and me, making it, for me, it's made me like, thank you to Roy for saying, get that fire in your belly, because I just thought, No, I had two days where I was on the floor crying and then I thought, no, get up, get up and get on with your book Mm -hmm. right now, because you are not going to end this chapter in your life by telling people, oh, and I finished it and I sent it to an editor and she said it was rubbish and that was that. Goodbye. Never did it again. Mm -hmm. No, that's not how this story is going to play out. No. Have you ever, I I wanted to ask you if you've ever had a situation in your life that. Do do you know what? I, I. where you've been slammed and told you're rubbish and then showed them. I don't think it's so much been slammed and, and told that you're rubbish. Well, I think the thing I was thinking about, and, and I know um, it, it, it was happened just seven months ago when you, when you, you know, you have some blood tests and going to get all your, your, you know, see where you are in, in your, your, your health situation. I didn't have to go and get them. It's just I was with a new doctor and it comes back and you're like, oh my goodness, that's not good. That's not good. That's not good. And we need to do more tests on you now to figure out what, why, why those white blood cell counts are so low and, and your proteins low and all this and this, that and the other. And I think then 
then you get to the bottom of it and you find out that you're celiac, you're gluten intolerant. And that, to me, instead of just thinking, oh, well, I have to give up bread. It's like, no, I just, I, I don't know what the reason why this has happened to me after 58 years. And it's not so much, I, I have had to live with it for such a long time. And it's when you get to that point in, 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 in a part of your life that it's, do you know what, instead of just trying to carry on and, um, you know, just put your head down a bit more and just keep keep along, you know, head along the furrow or such. Um, you basically, you have to step back and go, what the hell is going on here sort of thing, you know, and figure out. And that's what I, I it made me try and find out what the problem was. Mm. You know, instead of just listening to your doctors, all oh, right, now I'm going to investigate this myself. And that's that similar thing of, of that fire in the belly that you want to think, I'm going to get to the bottom of this. And not only that, I'm going to get better than this. And I'm going to realise what it's like to feel so much better. Mm. And it's a similar thing. Yes, people would say to me, but I used to, going back to when I was a tradie, because I was trying to think today when we said, oh, have you ever been hit? No, just stay on the gluten thing, because I know you're going to say about the tradie thing. But just stay on the, before you just tell me that, the gluten thing is, I, I will just add to that, because you could have, and we've had, you know, comments on YouTube and things like that and say, oh, I'm so sorry. You know, it's just, this is going to be awful for you. It's so difficult being celiac. You actually, like you said, you took that and just put that fire in your belly and thought and did. You played it out. I've watched you do it for the last six months. No, you watch me. You watch me have a brilliant life now because, and you keep saying to me every single day, God, Liz, I feel so good. Liz, I feel so good. Someone said yesterday, Brian looks 10 years younger. And I told Brian and he's like, yeah, that's because I feel so much better because I've got my health or certainly I'm getting my health back in shape. shape." Not that I ever thought it was out of shape. It's it's just that side of it, Liz. It's just down to like, you know, I, if someone had said to me six months ago, what's mitochondria? What is that? What do your DNA strands do? This, that and the other, you know, all those things. I, but now I know how your body works. When food goes in, how it sorts it out and, mm. and, and gets into your body like, you know, and that makes you stronger mm. because you have faced and it is a fear. It's like, well, what was wheat doing to me? It's just wheat. You know, I have a beer, I like a glass of beer. And it's like, no, you, you can't have, have that anymore. One. Yeah, it's like two glasses, actually. Yeah. Anyway, what did you think Sorry. about your Liverpudlian accent that I told you about? On the, is that the first time you've heard that, isn't it? Yeah, that's the first time. It's, and what did you uh, think of, did it, you remember those years when you wooed me on the dance floor? Well, yeah, I, I do remember the actual night when I, well, it was just, you know, that um, I didn't try and woo you because I just think, well, you're never going to look up at me anyway up here, up here in the gods. Is that what you thought? When you saw me dancing on the dance floor with yeah. Sam down there, what, and you and you said that over the mic, what what's going through your head when you said that? Well, do you know when you just see someone across the room and you just like you see some eyes and you could not take your eyes off someone. It's just like there you go. I've got to reach out, and the only way I could reach out was trying to be smart and clever. And you know, the song was kind of fitting um, for what it was. Oh, the Maggie in the background. <laughs> Can you hear her? She's dreaming. She's probably dreaming. <laughs> so yeah and the other the other thing that we, we we've said about you know you know that whole i mean i wonder what yours is i'd love to know if you if you just want to email us and let us know what was your thing that someone said to you 
you can't do that. And you went out and proved them wrong. I would love to know that. Yeah. And I'd love to talk about it on the podcast. So Liz at itsadrama.com or Brian at itsadrama.com. What's put fire in your belly yeah, to make you just think, right, I'll belly. get over this and, and figure out something that's yeah. made you just so different yeah. again, you know, yeah. to what to what happened to you. Yeah. And we were talking about this earlier as well, because when I was a kid, I had a, a my dad was, he was, he was very Victorian. What's it called when you've got that? You're, he wasn't Victorian, obviously. He wasn't no, that old. it's the Victorian values. Yeah. That, that's when, when we say very Victorian, strict. it's just those old fashioned um, values. Yeah. It's um, yeah, very heavily um, influenced by whatever it was at the time. But and we lived in Cornwall. You shouldn't do this, shouldn't do that. Yeah. We lived in Newquay in Cornwall, and which is a big holiday destination. I mentioned it in the book. It was actually a Victorian uh, holiday destination was it yeah that's where the atlantic hotel was built and the victoria hotel was oh, built. of course yeah, yeah yeah so yeah we live there and the 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 famous thing to eat in cornwall is a cornish pasty it's a meat and potato pie with a big crimped edge you've probably seen them they're like in a, a shell shape aren't they like a, yeah, a they used to be taken into the uh the the pits and the mines to um work um it was a way to keep the food fresh because you didn't have a tupperware container to put in mm. Yeah. And my dad's threat to me, if ever I wasn't doing well at school or if ever I was being lazy or if ever I didn't have show any de desire to move forward and be like a normal seven or nine year old child, he would say to me, you're going to be nothing but a pasty crimper, Lizzie. That's what you're going to end up being. You will be a pasty crimper. You'll be standing in a bakery when you're 50 years old and you'll be crimping pasties. And uh, it's, it's a horrible thing to say to a kid. Because <laughs> you're putting fear into them, isn't it? It is. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, it made me think, all right, really? Yeah. You just watch this then. Yeah. But we were having this conversation, me and you, weren't we? Because yeah. I wouldn't dream of saying to Sonny and Tess, I'll tell you what, you're going to be working in flipping, I don't know, doing whatever, sweeping the streets or, yeah. you know, but, but brushing you, but, the floor but, but you, and you know countdown or whatever. I can remember times when you thought those things were coming true or coming to fruition, not to fruition, but, you know, I, I can remember when you had to work, when you didn't have to, you, you, you opted to go and work in a fish and chip shop because you needed extra money because you knew what it is ever you were saving up for to go traveling or whatever it is. And, and you think, oh, he was right. There I am. Oh, yeah. Serving fish and chips to people. Yeah. You know, but but no, but you know what, Bri? He was never right. No, he's never right. But because that's what I'm saying. You thought that no, the times, which again, yeah, I, you know, I, I did, and you I didn't. Again, to go, I'm yeah. going to be out of here. I did, and I didn't. I think there's not there's nothing wrong with doing stuff that is crappy, and as long as you know that you're doing it for a means to get out. Yeah, that's it. And I always yeah. knew. I always yeah. knew when I worked in that fishing. I didn't think, oh, he was right. Look at me now. There's nothing. You know, now you know that's the end of my life. I I didn't like it, and I didn't yeah. like the fact that I was working in the fish and chip shop especially not at 19 years old. It's not what you want to be doing. But yeah. I was doing it to save up to be get out of that town yeah. and go travelling and, you know, me and you together. And yeah, off so, to Greece. Yeah. yeah, it was just, it was, like I say, it, it was, we, we've been talking about this and it's an interesting topic, isn't it? That whole putting fear into your kids. Like I say, I wouldn't say that to Sonny and Tess because I wouldn't want to hurt their feelings. I wouldn't, I'd feel like it would, you know, demoralise them. I think it would, it would bash yeah. them. And, the, but the, does it? Do you know what? They didn't do it to me. Uh, do you know what? We, they still know about the story, though, don't they? What story? Of uh, the pasty cramper. So yeah. that's a great way to actually, without saying to them, you are going to be a pasty cramper. Not that there's anything wrong with being a pasty cramper, because some people are just happy with whatever they're yeah, doing, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what we're trying to say is that you're trying to almost like better yourself and, and this, that, and the other. But uh, they know about that story. Mm, and so do. they've taken it on board, but it's not 
you're not sending it direct to them, are you? No. So there are ways of, you know, nurturing your children to do it different. And actually, do, do you know what? I think it is a little bit damaging because you do sort of take it on. Although I'm being all brave and going, oh, yeah, I'll show you. You can't help but take a bit of a knock. Of course you do. Well, you? Yeah, but that's what... That's, Surely it would have been yeah. better for your parents to say, you're going to be a flipping brilliant writer. One day you're going to grow up and you're exactly. going to be an amazing writer. But do you know why that that's their fears? That's because they, half the time, they they would love to have done that themselves, but they couldn't because they were raising kids and they're always looking for an excuse, you mm. know, oh, it's not his fault that he was drinking this or, and, you know, spent all his money on that and... You know, oh, he has to buy it, get a mortgage. It's like, yeah, but mm. that's what life is, isn't it? So, yeah. Anyway, we're kind of diverse quite a bit there. No, no, we? I think we've covered but it. That's what I we think we've covered it about, brilliantly. It? Yeah. 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 Um, next week, I'm going to um, introduce you to the rest of the chapter of our book. Yes. And we thought it would be a really nice idea to just like give you little bits of the, you know, like when you go onto Kindle and you get a sample of a book and yeah. you get the first two or three chapters. We thought it would be a nice idea for you to hear. I'll, I'll follow on from where I've just left off. So next week I'll tell you about the kids. Yeah. Um, and we just thought it would be a nice idea just to chat about the whole process of, of writing this book and, and the, the emotions that are going with it. And also the backstory, you know, like the real well, life it. backstory. Because, yeah, we, we, you know, that's what we want to talk about is the backstory of me and you of and how we got to do this amazing trip. Yeah. You know, how and, we and went how from that being... book was then born. Yeah. yeah. And how we went from being because from a nine to five job, well, nine to seven job. Yeah. To being able to travel the world and work online, and we just wanted to, we just wanted to fill you in. We think it's time that you are filled in, because we turn up to these podcasts and we're always like, "Oh yeah, you know, we're working online. Oh yeah, we're traveling the world." And it's like, how did you do that? There's a lot of people ask, "How, how did you, how do, you do, do that? How do you make the decision yeah. to do that? How, how you know? How, it's and that's what this is. That's what." These next few episodes are going to be all about yeah. is, is making the, the the decision on how to do stuff and and to pull the pin and go right here we go mm. let's see what happens now you know get a load of balls juggle them in the air and see if you can catch as many yeah. as you can yep. and so hopefully it will inspire you that's what I want that is what I yeah. want in my heart mm -hmm. it's like please 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 listen to this and take something out of it and think do you know what. I can do that. Yeah. There are a couple of old farts. They've done it. Yeah. Why can't we do it? Yeah. We got a comment the other day about being an old fart yeah, and having can a nice you believe tea. that? Yeah. It's amazing what you can get done in Thailand, isn't it? That's what someone said on YouTube. They said, he said, for a couple of old cockers. And rockers. Oh, a couple of couple old rockers. rockers. <laughs> for a couple of old rockers, you've got really nice teeth. I was like, how rude. It's amazing what you can do in Final Cut Pro these days. Yeah. <laughs> So I just wanted to leave you. And do you know what, as well, before I go, I just want to say, I never knew that about you in that DJ box. Oh. Well, standing up there all insecure like that. When you do, everyone thinks that DJs, uh, you know, oh, they're seeing all the girls and everything else. And and it's it's a lonely life up there in Is the it old right? DJ box. Yeah. Is it a lonely a, life being I a DJ? Have, I did have a, um, a light jockey with me. Yes, and I, she actually, I actually made her go and buy you a drink. Yeah. Didn't I? But isn't it funny how... 
you're you because I from my perspective you were like this confident 26 year old who was just being all cocky and yeah. now you've just told me no I saw this girl that I never thought I was going to have and I was so nervous but I tried yeah. to be cocky and tried to but that make could, a joke that, yeah. how funny and that comes down to your insecurities of like well she won't fancy me were I'm you not, told I'm that not, you were going to be a pasty grimper uh, <laughs> Why no, pasty crimper? My, my mum would never have said say, that. did you say like no. something? No, your mum would I think it's because it was hard hitting because you loved pasties so much. What's that supposed to mean? What, what do you mean? mean? Well, you loved pasties so and? much. And? Well, we, we, should we talk about the pasty plate at school? No, I don't want to talk about the pasty plate at school, but I'm okay. just saying, just because I love pasties doesn't mean you should go well, and but, say, but because you, you, you're you, going to be a pasty crimper. You could have thought of something better than that. <laughs> Yeah, but it, it did it, hit. It, it did, did hit. I suppose I'll say it hit, didn't it? Because it's like, it's there are worse jobs than that. The street streeper or, uh, you know, um, septic tank sucker outer. What's the worst job? Oh, God, just answer this, then yeah. I'll tell these quotes, then we'll go. What's yeah. the worst job that you can ever think of to have? What would be the worst job, Brian? Probably a plumber. Oh, stop it. Why? Oh, that's just dramatic, that is. What? Because you've been a plumber all your life and now it's like, I've had the worst job of all my right, life. All right, just put it this way. When when your apprentice opens up the manhole, and then we go, yep, that that manhole is full to the top of SH1T, and I said, right, put that back down. And when then he drops that manhole cover, and shit just flies all over your face. <laughs> okay, and then he starts laughing so much, and you're actually spitting it out. Oh no! Yes, you are. Shut up. Ask Gareth. You can ask Gareth that and he'll tell Is you. Is that the honest truth, Brian? That's the honest truth. And that was happening when we were living in Bath. And oh, Brian, why didn't you tell me? Well, because, well, all right, hello. Welcome home. So I'm just going to go and jump in the shower <laughs> to get rid of the smell of poo. Oh. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so there you go. Yeah. What, what worst jobs are there? You're going to get covered in shit, basically. Mm. So there you go. Mm. All right, but I'm, I'm going to let saying, you have that one, but yeah. I'm going to let you have it. <laughs> yeah, but what makes me laugh is like, all right, you can you can say, well, that's a drain layer, but no, actually, the plumber gets called in because you just get called in, and then it's like we need to get Roman Rod out. That's what they were called. His his name was Rod, and he said because we were in the Roman city of Bath, his name was his name was Roman Rod because <laughs> <laughs> they had a rodding service. <laughs> Yeah, mm. leave that to them, guys. I think that, that's a pretty bad job. Yeah, body. I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you have it. I'm gonna let you have that one. All right, all right. So before I go, before I leave you with these two quotes that have just kept me going, and I'm, I don't normally read out quotes, but I'm gonna read you these because honestly, I'm a huge quote fan. Affirmations, quotes, I love everything to do like that. And it's just, this has just made me feel so much stronger. I want to say that if you want to join, I'm going to close this down soon because it's getting to the point where there's too many emails to, to, to share and I'm going to keep it private. But if you want to join the newsletter, email newsletter list where I talk each week very, very openly about how I'm feeling, how everything's going with our life and the book writing process and the mindset. And don't, please don't think it's all about me. It isn't. It's written to inspire you. Everything and I do it's a great email. is it to really inspire is. you yep. on, on your journey. So if you would like to join me on that, please sign up at www.com it's a drama.com forward slash hello. Yeah. And then you. just fill out the box with your email address and press send, press press OK, and Liz will then send you an email from yeah. there now. Thanks, Bri. And I'll also put a link in the uh, description below, in the podcast below. So you can just hit the thing and you can sign up. Like I say, it's just, 
It's, it's fabulous. And I would love to have you there. So the two quotes that have kept me going is the first one is from Aristotle that says, there is only one way to avoid criticism. Do nothing, say nothing and be nothing. Perfect. Gorgeous, isn't it? So great, yeah. Gorgeous. Yeah. And then the next one is by the lovely Eleanor Roosevelt. No one can make you feel inferior without your consent. Just love that. So take those two quotes and and run with it. Yeah. But I don't think it's as good as my quote. Go on then, what? These girls don't have to take their clothes off to enjoy themselves. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Until next time. (laughs) I'll speak to you soon. See you next week. Yeah, so kia kaha. Stay strong. Kia u. Stay true. And we'll see you soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us this week. We have absolutely loved your company. If you enjoyed the show, then head on over to your favorite podcasting app. Leave us a review. Obviously, it's got to be the five. You know, don't bother if it's going to be one. Don't say that. Yeah, I mean, just, just stay where you are. Don't, if you're not going to give me a nice review, I don't know. You can leave us whatever you want, but let's just say that we prefer the uh, the higher, the better. Yes, obviously. Come on now. <laughs> and don't forget to share this podcast with your friends, just with someone who needs cheering up or a little bit of laughter or just needs inspiring. Just, Sharing is just caring. hit the share button. Help us along and help everybody else and, you know, join the club. Yes. And don't forget if you would like to be part of my email newsletter where I will send you a very very real and (laughs) honest email every single week inspiring you making you laugh just being part of your life then head on over to www.itsadrama.com forward slash newsletter say it again Brian www.itsadrama.com forward slash newsletter i will wait for you there i can't wait to get to know you better should we just do a little bit more no let's go now let's go get the wine out of the fridge and let's go i'm gone okay bye see you now bye bye